You're listening to Innovation Fuel, a business podcast by University Canada West. Bringing you fantastic stories for accomplished entrepreneurs and key industry professionals. Let's explore the entrepreneurial world through local businesses and our university community. Good morning, Dave. Hi, Glory. How are you doing? Beautiful summer here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was uh, reading this article, and it was in this very unique publication that was all around technology. And is the world of journalism changing? The way we communicate? Yeah, just look at the newspapers. It used to be the paper actually come to your place. But now it's less we can see those papers, but it's still the word of journalism is continuing, but in a different way. It's more independent content creators that are trying to engage in their own community and write something that's more personalized for their audience in digital way. It makes sense because we see this evolution of the shifting of communication, marketing communication, for example, is shifting towards this personalization, customization. How do we get you engaged in our community? How do we get you involved in our community and get you in the purpose of supporting, creating more value for you? We want to know who you are and how we can support you. We're moving in the space of that customization, personalization. Yeah, I think that it's, it's a change of career, I think, and it's required different skills for journalism as well. But it still is relevant. They can connect with their audience. There's still people reading a lot from them and learning a lot. But it's changing for sure. And also, for example, people want to know what are the great restaurants in Vancouver area, what are their taste, so they can find a journal about that one. Or people looking for technology and see that what is happening to the Vancouver technology, and they want to be more focused on that one, or what kind of jobs, or what kind of entrepreneurs, or anything is relevant to them, so how it's working. So they can find a specific journal about Vancouver technology. Yeah, so more of like a central approach to, I'm going to go to one source that's going to give me all this information versus go to another source that might have multiple different types of articles about different things. So food, technology, entertainment, all these different things. I want to go to one source where it's engaged with me and what I want to read and what I want to engage with. It has to be very interesting business novel for those journals, right? Exactly. I think that we have a guest that can answer those questions about what is the best business model for these type of journals. Let's welcome William Johnson. He's great in telling his stories in Vancouver Tech Journal. Welcome, William, to the, another episode of Innovation Fuel. Welcome to Innovation Fuel, brought to you by University of Canada West. Yes, we do have my friend William here. Very excited to learn about all about Vancouver Tech Journal. But before we get there, we got to learn about William. Who is William and how and why Vancouver Tech Journal? William, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually from Ottawa. And so since I was in high school to university and all my jobs previously, I've always been in places where I'm getting to build community. And when I landed in Vancouver, BC in 2015, I was working for the provincial government at an organization called, it's called Innovate BC now. It's the division that focuses on tech and innovation and helping startup scale, but then also helping large companies stay competitive with tech and innovation. And when I was there, I was coming across all these really, really exciting stories about companies and entrepreneurs and startups. And I just felt that 
those stories weren't being told in a way that really uncovered new things and gave attention to people who were under the radar. And I wasn't able to find, you know, just one newsletter that would break it all down for me to sort of share, like, here's what you need to know today. And so I decided to launch that myself. And so that was in early 2018. I launched it as a side hustle off the side of my desk. And it sort of grew organically from there till about mid-2020. So this is, you know, right at the beginning of the pandemic, actually. Um, I left my job with the government and I started to write full-time. And shortly after then, another organization approached me called Overstory Media Group. It's a national media organization. They create, they acquire, and they build community media brands. They acquired the Vancouver Tech Journal, and that's enabled me to work on it as a business full-time since January 2021. And so now we have you know multiple full-time staff, multiple freelance writers, and it is a well-running business. And again, we're part of this family of other media brands. So today, if you ask me, you know, what is the Vancouver Tech Journal? I'd say today it is actually it's a community that's essential for anyone who wants to know who and what companies are important in Vancouver's tech ecosystem. And the way that we connect our community with that information is through a weekly newsletter with just over 20,000 subscribers and then regular events and activities to bring people together. You started it as a side hustle. Were you ever kind of independent on your own before you were acquired by this other organization before you moved down that pathway? Yeah, I think it was January 2018 when I started writing it regularly. And the funny thing was, is that I was writing it like every two weeks, a newsletter that was kind of like, you know, here's 10 to 15 stories you should be reading, right? And I did that for a couple of years and people would reach out to me and they'd say, you know, we love this newsletter and we see that you're a technology writer. You know, would you be interested in doing some writing for us? So in a way it was sort of, it was like, content marketing for me to do some consulting, right? It, it, it was like almost a lead generation tool for me to build up a consulting business of writing. So that was a, a fun part about it. But then, you know, you asked Dave, you know, was it independent? It was, it was independent with me. And then we get to 2020. And again, this is when I left the government just to do writing and consulting full time. And then the exciting thing was, is that Overstory, again, which is building up community brands said, hey, you know what? We think with some more support and resources, you could actually build this up to be even something much larger than perhaps you even imagined. And so they approached me, they said, here's what we're looking to do. We would like to, and I'm not sure if this is a term that you guys use, uh, acquire you. We want to acquire Vancouver Tech Journal's digital assets and its current subscribers, but we want to hire you full-time, right, as an employee of this new organization to work on it full-time, invest in it through a number of ways, right? So Overstory invested in terms of you know helping us hire additional staff at the beginning. Overstory invested in terms of acquiring new readers, right? From the time that I was writing it for fun to about a thousand people to the first year operating as part of the larger organization with additional resources, we 20x basically, right? So we went from a thousand to to 20,000 subscribers. You were working in the government for a very secure job. Then you chose to be an entrepreneur and have your own journal, which is uncertain and risky. What was the opportunity that you see in this career? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's something that I think all entrepreneurial people should think about or anyone building a product, actually, which is, is there demand for the thing that you're building, right? And so that for me was, there were people reading the newsletter 
and it was growing organically. And there were people who were reaching out to me specifically to have me do work for them. So it was inbound, right? And organic sort of customer growth or, or reader growth. So that for me was a really good signal that this is something that people want. And what I'm doing, people find value in that. And so when I left the government to just do writing and consulting full time, it wasn't as risky as it sounds because I did have people coming to me saying, we like what you're doing and we think you provide a lot of value. And how can we sort of pay you for that value that you're providing? In some ways, it was a risk. In some ways, it wasn't a risk because the demand was there. And the other thing for me is this wasn't the first time that I quit a job to go somewhere else, right? Whenever I moved to British Columbia from Ontario, I worked for Carleton University for about five years. And I quit that job to move to Vancouver without a job lined up. But it was a risk I was willing to take. You know, I just I had, I guess, confidence in my ability to build a network. Again, because community building is something that I've been doing for a really long time. Let's dive into Vancouver Tech Journal. Let's talk back to the beginnings of this element. Love the idea of a side hustle. We, you know, more and more of our individuals out there in order to afford the style of living that we like in Vancouver alone, we need that side hustle. But what value did you see at the other end of this? I kind of see some holes that you started at the very beginning of like, they're not really talking about this. Who's the target market that you're really going after and what value are you offering them? So it's funny, the target market initially was me, right? I wanted to work on something that I wanted, but I also knew that I wasn't the only one who was in the tech sector who knew a lot was happening but didn't have a really concise way of of reading about it, right? No one was really summarizing or distilling all the noise into something nice and valuable, right? And that I can read every Sunday and wake up and and learn about it, right? So I could see that because I wanted it, but then also I knew there were other people, my colleagues, other founders and entrepreneurs that I talked to in the ecosystem and people that I would meet at events, they'd say the same thing, right? Uh, Everyone knew there was a lot of action happening and they weren't really sure where to, to read about it. So that was very, very clear to me. I was working on the tech journal for fun, so he's using it as a lead gen. And then there was another guy in Victoria named Andrew Wilkinson, who's a technology investor. He, again, thought there was a problem with local news, and he wanted to figure out how to make it sustainable. So what he did was he hired some reporters for initially, you know, an average of, you know, sixty dollars to $80,000 a year. He set up a MailChimp account, you know, $2,000 a year. And they started writing a daily newsletter that just summarized two to three top stories, right? And they thought, you know what, like, maybe this will be successful, maybe it won't be, we'll see what happens, you know, we'll spend money, but at least we'll be doing something good for the community. But it turned out that, you know, 55,000 people in Victoria really found value in what they were doing, right? So Capital Daily is the first newsletter that came from Overstory Media Group, more than 50,000 daily subscribers now. And it's a profitable division of Overstory, which is really exciting. So what happened was that Andrew Wilkinson and the CEO of Farhan, now Farhan Mohammed, who another media person who was previously editor-in-chief of Daily Hive, they teamed up and they thought, well, what if we could do this for a number of communities across Canada, right? A community is a, a geographical place for Overstory, but it's also could be a vertical, like a topic. So in our case, it's Vancouver and tech. In Victoria, there's another publication called Tasting Victoria. Right. So it's Victoria plus food. Right. And so the ultimate goal is to take that model, right, where we're operating very lean, some writers, a website, a newsletter. Right. And we want to take that and we want to take that to communities across the country. So where does money come from? Partners. And so we take a pretty traditional, well, in some cases, traditional, in some cases, not traditional approach. Of course, there's ads. You can have ads on your website and you can display advertising. But really what we do is we find 
partners that are dedicated to the audience that we're cultivating. And we sign them to typically annual deals. So it's not like a hundred advertisers in the Vancouver Tech Journal. It's really just, you know, five to eight. They sign on for a year because they believe in what we're doing. And they really want to engage with the community that we're building. Again, it's not like you, you land on like USA Today and Google is showing you different ads and stuff like that. It's not like that at all. We've signed on a small group of partners that are in it for the long haul because they believe in what we're doing. And so there's newsletter partners, there's partners for some of the websites. And then the other big piece of revenue for some of the brands is uh, memberships. So Capital Daily, for example, has over a thousand paying members. And these are just people who pay the organization money. And I would say for nothing in return, it's not nothing in return. It's that they just find the work that they do so valuable to their community that people are paying. They don't have paywalled articles. You don't need to like pay to see an article. Over a thousand people contributing just because they believe in so much of what they're doing. At the Tech Journal, again, we've got our annual partners. And what we also have are our regular events. So if you want to engage with the Vancouver Tech Journal, we hold a weekly morning coffee every Tuesday, same place. Anyone can come. We also do a monthly tech industry social that anyone can come to. And it doesn't cost money. But then we also do more formal events with CEOs and, and executives within the ecosystem. And those events cost money, right? So that's also another specific revenue line for us, which helps make the work that we do sustainable. So those are a number of ways. We make money through partners and just through readers who want to engage our community. Yeah, community is definitely like the forefront of where we need to go. We're seeing a total change in the landscape. We know that third-party cookies are disappearing from Google and some other places, and we see this disruptive advertising going away. And consumers are willing to pay premiums to have subscriptions to things so they can just be not interrupted. I love the process of where you're heading. You chose to be journalist and you chose to have a written communication with your audience and community. Did you ever thought about starting a podcast using any others tools or channels to communicate with your community? I mean, this, there isn't a really a sophisticated answer for this. I did the thing that was most natural to me at first, right? So that was writing. That was the most natural thing. And to be honest, there's no one saying that we aren't going to be doing a podcast. I'll also say that. I want to know that who is your community? Who is your targeted audience for your journals? Yeah, and I think a really important thing to talk about in terms of media and, and community building is that the key thing is focusing on different niches, right? Like and being very specific with like, here's the information you are going to get by subscribing to this newsletter, right? I was at Vancouver and tech, you know, food and Victoria. And, and we, we have another publication that's hyper-focused on Calgary as a city, right? And so I think if you're very specific with your audience about like, here's what you are going to learn about. And like, I think people will buy into that. And our CEO sometimes says, we want to be so local and so specific about what we're talking about that people think it's weird, right? Like that's how specific and local we want to be with engaging with our audiences because people can really, really relate to that. Not only that, it's very clear to our, our partners, our advertisers, we call them partners, who is it that they're engaging with, right? We can be very specific about who the specific audience is, right? So that's really important for us. I am still not clear why you chose Vancouver. Why not other city? Why not Calgary? Why not Toronto? What did you see in the BC tech ecosystem that you want to start your journal here? Well, I mean, that one's, it's not really, that, I mean, I lived here, I guess, right? For me, anyway. That, that, yeah, that's it's pretty basic. We lived here. But again, we're not saying it just Vancouver. We have a Victoria Tech Journal that launched recently. And the ultimate goal is to have tech journals in a number of the cities across the country. 
that we currently think are underserved by technology news. So we're, we're not stopping here, that's for sure. And I think, you know, Galari, when we look at this element and I see where William is going, we're getting down to the world of personalization and customization. And we have this element that people don't want to read big news stories that don't relate to them. They want to read things that are close in their community and what's happening in and around their community. And I think where I see, and I don't know where you're going with this, William, but I kind of see you guys exploding into, okay, Van Tech with Van Technology and then into Calgary Tech and then Toronto Tech and this element where you go into these different communities and you serve them in different ways and bring that information into that community. Is that something like a future plan? Absolutely, right? Like I think our playbook isn't a secret. We want to be in most cities in Canada that have a big prevalence of technology, but don't get covered at the local level, right? If your company raises, you know, $50 million in venture capital funding, you know, then the Globe and Mail will write about you. But there are many, many entrepreneurs in some of these communities that haven't raised any money. You know, they're, they're growing organically with paying customers. It's like, well, who's going to tell that story? Right. So it goes back to we think there's a big gap there in that sort of realm of storytelling in media. And in the same way that when the technical started, I was sort of the audience. I think these people in these communities, they will be the audience. I was just talking to someone last night at an event, someone visiting from Kelowna. Right. And he was just like, you told me if you guys set up something like this in Kelowna, you would have an immediate audience. There's so much happening and no one is putting it together and no one's telling those stories. Well, both our friends, we know our friend we, we, you worked for too, is Ragroy has done a lot of stuff in Kelowna in this element. I think there's an individual to tap into in that space for sure. But again, William, I love the idea and the concept. And I think what I think it lends is, is as, you, as you sort of said, is building that community because these smaller tech elements, these smaller tech startups need the network. They need the network of mentors. They need the network of how do we keep them in BC and how do we keep them growing in BC, for an example, this for the van technology. But but like this is a, a crucial element. Not only is the storytelling crucial, but the also the element of how do we build that network and, and support that network. For sure. And for us, it's all about connecting the dots, right? You've got entrepreneurs building companies and they need to be connected to talent and they need to be connected to capital. And then you've got people who are trying to support these companies and organizations, whether it's the government or professional services firms or investors that are local or investors that are from other countries even. And they also need that information that we're providing, right? And again, we're very specific with the cities, right? So if you want to be in Vancouver, it's the Vancouver Tech Journal, right? We also used to report Victoria News, but then we thought, well, let's just make a Victoria Tech Journal. So it's very clear to everyone involved. Here is the community that you're tapping into. And it's also very important that we're that specific because that's how we attract partners. Someone in Vancouver is not going to want to advertise in Victoria necessarily. Someone in Victoria is not going to want to you know, get in front of people in Vancouver necessarily. So that's also important just from a revenue standpoint. You know, it's a, it's a firm in Victoria who says, you know, we want to support entrepreneurs in Victoria, right? So that's why they're an ideal partner there specifically. So now, William, going forward, we see a change in the content and content consumption is changing. The journalism piece and writing, we see a change of evolution of more of this video content and quick video pieces from the one minute video to, you know, even we see, you know, podcasts are now getting more and more traction as more people are looking for quicker ways to consume information. Where do you see the future going for you? And what do you think about that landscape? Yeah, it's really exciting. It's also changing so rapidly that you feel like you, you know, wrapped your head around stuff. 
and then, then it changes the next, the next day, right? Um, when it comes to like TikTok or Instagram Reels or, or YouTube videos or, or Snap, right? It, it's, it's all changing rapidly. We actually don't do much video. And it's not that we don't think there's value there. It's really just a resource standpoint, right? Where we're managing, you know, what we're doing our activities and if they lead to either user growth or if they lead to revenue growth. But video is definitely an area where we, we want to experiment. And although the Bank of Protect Journal is not doing a lot in video, some of our, our sister brands are, right? So there's another brand that works with us called the Burnaby Beacon. Again, very specific. You know, Burnaby is part of Metro Vancouver, but it has its own publication. And that's how you know you're in the Burnaby community. Um, they have a TikTok account, which gets tons of engagement, right? And they use it to grow their audience and their awareness uh, and their subscribers. Same with Tasting Victoria, another overstory brand. Food lends itself incredibly well to like, you know, a visual medium, right? Like Instagram and, and TikTok. So obviously they have a very engaged TikTok audience, again, which drives subscribers. And once the subscriber growth grows, it makes it easier to track partners. So it really is a loop, right? Growing your community, attracting partners, which helps you invest in growing the community, which helps you, you know, attract more readers and more partners. So it's it's a, it's a loop, right? So we're still trying to figure out where does video content fit into our, our, our cycle or our, our loop of, you know, subscriber growth, community growth, partner growth. William, I'm loving this conversation, like the community building, the engagement, all these things, the future of media is evolving and changing. And I think Vancouver Tech Journal is is really taking advantage of that element and we're seeing that that growth going forth i know we've come to the end of our sort of our episode but can you can you throw an, a challenge out to our audience of something that maybe vancouver tech journal is facing or the bigger picture of media could be facing that we could throw back to even possibly our students to challenge them yeah i mean this is this is an interesting one and i mean this might be was well, very related to what you guys do right at university of canada west I think actually a big gap in the work we do is engaging with students or people in post-secondary institutions. One of the big challenges I have and for me to think about, for your students to think about is what is the best way we can engage students or you know future tech talent or, or future leaders in the work that we do? What does that look like? Um, is, is, it a, is it a weekly section related to like getting your first job in tech? Is it a career-focused tech newsletter? Or is it an event where we bring together students and technology leaders in the community at University of Canada West at their campus, perhaps? But it's, it's the broad question is how do we engage students in the work that we do and, and what would they find valuable? So if someone could help me answer that question, that would be fantastic. Thank you, William. Thank you, Dave. That was another episode of Innovation Fuel. listening to Innovation Fuel. We are on all podcast streaming platforms, Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Visit our website at www.youcanwest.ca slash innovation fuel. Also, follow us on Instagram at innovation underscore fuel.